Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Amanda Lippman. I run an organization called Run for Something. I wrote a book called Run for Something. And now I host this show also called Run for Something. My mission is simple. Find people who care about solving problems and help them run for office. Every Tuesday, I'll talk with amazing and incredible candidates and elected officials who are already making a difference. They're in local offices that might seem small and not so sexy, but are actually hugely important for your day-to-day life. Fixing our broken system will take all of us and people like you. Listen in every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Welcome back to Divorce Not Dead. I've been getting a lot of questions, and I think mostly people are interested now, as my last podcast was about... You know, he put a ring on it. So this one I decided to call Ready or Not, capital letters NOT, because I think most of you want to know about my feelings post-engagement and um, how I knew that Sergio was the next one or the right one, how I told the children, how do you know it's the right time, how do you know you're ready, so many questions from all of you. And I think that, you know, like everything in life, you know, you just address these things as they come. Honestly, when I was on the mountain, I hadn't, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I think, you know, even uh, Johan, who was running the trip was like, you, you, everybody knew except you. Are you sure you didn't know? I'm like, no, I didn't know. If I'd bloody known, I would have maybe had made the effort to have a shower in the last six days or brush my hair because those pictures I'm stuck with for the rest of my life. But to get back to it, like when he went down and when I did click, I mean, obviously I clicked eventually when I was by the Holy Lake and everyone was sort of gathered around me looking at me. I was like, oh, fuck, here it comes. And you do know, but, you know, I didn't have that kind of proposal my first. So, you know, it's really lovely to get such a beautiful proposal from such a beautiful man who, you know, clearly has thought about it a lot and you know I know that there's a video somewhere I still haven't seen by the way where he sort of made a diary for the week about how he was going to do this which I'm dying to see but he hasn't got around to like editing it yet but I hope he will honestly I think probably like any woman when you have a public and I never wanted a public um, display of affection like that that's just so foreign to me 
public proposal, you're, you are on the spot. It's not like you get to think, you know, very fast. You're there. So I was in the Holy Lakes in the middle of um, the Himalayas and, you know, there he is and everyone's clapping before I've even like given my answer and there's a beautiful song on and you're in the moment. And obviously I'm looking at him going, oh my God, you know, like this is the dream scenario for any girl. I mean, like the one of the wonders of the world with the beautiful man who's like, you know, never been married, you know, has chosen me. It's what more could any girl ask for? But, and there's always a but, the practical side of me was like, holy fuck, you know, oh my God. Because I mean, if I'm honest, my kids are all fine with Sergio as a boyfriend. You know, they, 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 they've just got over that. They've got just had literally their dad, uh, moving out. As I said before, like their dad and I tried to make it work by being separated and living in separate parts of the house. We sort of didn't explain too harshly the realities to the kids so that it wasn't too much of a shock to them. And so, you know, maybe they, they learned things a long time after me and Jem had, you know, thought about things or done things. So for them, you know, everything's sort of a sped up process. I don't know. I have two different trains of thought. One is that the children are still young enough to adapt, right? So if you just rip off that Band-Aid and make it like it's super normal and that it's just happening and it's not really a choice, because I think when you, when you give children a choice or, you know, that's why I stopped doing these things like family meetings so, so much with my ex, you know, like family meeting, we're going to all decide. No, we're not all going to decide about my future and how I'm going to live it because it just doesn't work. Because if I sit down in a room where they all get to sort of throw what they don't like at me, it then becomes a choice. And at the end of the day, my happiness can't be a choice, their choice. It has to be my choice. I'm not murdering anyone. I'm just living a li little bit faster than they would like. These are things that inevitably happen, but on a much different time frame. Now, I've had people that meet their guy and let it go because they can't introduce them to their kids in the time frame of one, two, three years. And, and you know, actually, to be honest, the longer the wait, the harder it gets. And they've watched me do it in about six months in a year going, oh my God, you did that so fast. And then it just settles where I think, you know, the longer your children see you alone, the more they like it because they have your undivided attention. They don't understand when someone else comes in. They don't understand the difference between a sexual relationship and the relationship they have with you, or mine don't. And I'm not prepared to um, explain it right now. They're 10 years old. So, you know, I don't bring them into that. So as far as my sons are concerned, they have the same relationship with me as Sergio does. So they can't understand why Sergio gets to sleep in my bed every night and they don't. They don't understand why I spend maybe more time with Sergio because, you know, they're at school and Sergio's at home. All of these things, which it's a very complicated thing, as I said, you know. And then marriage seems very final to them again. So, you know, I never really explained the divorce was separated and then us getting separated. And I was like, but you know, daddy will be here the whole time. And daddy did spend Christmas with us. And then I thought that we'd all do holidays together, which hasn't worked out like that because when we got divorced, I was like, well, we'll still have our ski holiday and our summer holiday together to the kids. But again, you know, the first year, 
or maybe two years, it's quite difficult to do that because it's too raw. What am I going to do? Go on holiday with, you know, with him and just me and him and the kids? That's uncomfortable. And then you need to get to a stage where we both have partners and then then we can all go on holiday together. And so we, you know, we're just not there yet. So all of these things are just adjustments for them anyway. You know, if my kids had a choice, they would definitely have me wait a lot longer. Okay, let's take a little break from the show and discuss my health. So myself and my family have just started taking for about the past six months, a multivitamin called Ritual, which I really, really love because I mean, first of all, you don't find any sugars, no GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers and artificial colorants. And I don't know about you, but I like to know what goes into my body and into my children's body. They also have an amazing taste and delayed release capsule designed to make it easy on your stomach. I'm another one with a really sensitive tummy too. So that is actually a really big consideration for me. And what I really like is that they sort of have a specific pill for each age group instead of just sort of adults and children. So you've got teenagers as well. And if any of you got teenagers like I do, no, they don't want to have a kid's pill. Ritual also makes healthy habits easy because every month it's simply delivered to my door with free shipping. So you can start, snooze or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you simply don't love Ritual within the first month, they'll refund your first order. I mean, you can't ask for fairer than that. Get the key nutrients without the BS and Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash DND to start your Ritual today. Let's get back to the show. Anyway, so my boys were like, well, you're not getting married, are you, mummy? And I'm like, no, no. And that's what I always maintained at the beginning when I just, you know, introduced the boyfriend. He's just a boyfriend, makes mummy happy and all this. So in another six months, I'm now engaged. So obviously all that ran through my head because you're still in that stage of like when you're trying to keep everyone happy, but not keeping anyone happy. Right. So, you know, on the one hand, I've got gorgeous, you know, young Sergio, who's like just so excited about life and starting his and taking the next steps, which are marriage and moving in and babies and whatever it is. Right. On the other hand, I've got my ex, you know, Jem still has to digest what's happened so fast. You know, I think had Sergio not been in my life, maybe, you know, things would be easier between us. You know, maybe you go back, I, you know, back and forth. I've no idea what would have happened if I didn't have a Sergio in my life. I don't know whether, you know, and I think my kids sometimes think about that. That can cause a little bit of resentment too. But I mean, in general, my children are fine. As I said before, I just have one that struggles with him, you know, just on the basis that he's like, it's him or his dad. And I understand that completely. It's got nothing to do with about how much he likes Sergio, because I know he does like Sergio. And, you know, if he gets to go off and do stuff with him, you know, he chooses him to do the stuff. It's just an internal struggle that any child has that like, this is the man that's taken my dad's place or is going to take my dad's place. So anyway, all of this on the mountain sort of like fast forwards through your head, but while at the same t- at the same time, he's still on his bloody knee. So, you know, practically, you know, I just got divorced. I just came out of an 18 year relationship. That's no bloody joke. It took me five years to get out of that. You know, it really did. Nobody wakes up overnight and goes, that's it. Thanks a lot. You know, I'm off now. And I think that that's what people forget because I know some people look at me and go, what a cold hearted, like narcissistic 
bitch that managed to just stand up, leave her husband and never look back. That's not what happens, by the way. Nobody's that cold hearted. You know, maybe I would have had a lot more back and forth, as I said, had I not fall in love with Sergio. But, you know, Sergio wasn't the reason and Sergio is not the catalyst. But Sergio, it has shown me what a marriage can be like or a relationship can be like again. And that we don't need to just compromise, settle and sacrifice, you know, for the good of our children. You do not. Happy parents make happy lives for their kids regardless. My kids are happy. Gem and I have got into a really good place where we really don't fight. And I make it a point. I I won't. When he wants the kids, he takes the kids. That's fine with me. I'm very, very easy. And I understand that, you know, I'm more set up to sort of have a routine than he is right now. Maybe eventually he, you know, we won't live so close together and then it has to be one week, one week. But right now, ad hoc kind of works for us. We're getting into the routine. But, you know, all of these things, marriage was so far down my priority list. I mean, I, that was one of the things that actually when, you know, Sergio's parents rightly so had a heart attack over me that I was like, you know, Oh my God, you're so lucky. Look, think about it this way. I I can support him. I can help him grow. I can, you know, do all these great things with him and I'm not going to pressure him into marriage. And this gives him time to become the person he's going to be become because, you know, we all know in our twenties, we change a lot later. You know, he doesn't fuck his life up with some young girl who tries to entrap him and get married and have babies. And here I am, here I am standing on the mountain, marrying their son. Um, so, you know, none of this was lost on me people. None of it. I am, you know, believe it or not, much more self-aware than anyone gives me credit for. And I do helicopter myself and look at myself and go, what are you doing? Does any woman in that scenario go, no? I mean, like, of course I'm not going to say no. And it's not that I want to say no. I love Sergio. And what I think I decided on that mountain in, you know, fast forward speed is, okay, so it wasn't like important to me per se, but it's so important to him. And what is marriage at the end of the day? Okay. I think we put so much emphasis on this piece of paper. What does it actually change? Right. I should just read an article today that I was asking Sergio for a prenup. That's not what happened. Okay. I think having been married and got divorced in a very, very elegant way between both of us, I just decided that no matter what, and no matter what intentions you have, things don't always go the ways that you want them to in anything in life, by the way, you know, like I always say to people who are business owners, like if you have a, you know, a business plan in front of you day one, I can assure you that it ends up like a, you know, a loop de loop on the roller coaster before you get to the end of where your business actually ends up. It is never a straight trajectory and it never goes the way you think. And you need to be able to adapt and you need to be able to pivot, as we say, that word for want of a better word. And so, you know, in multi fast light speed, I pivoted on that mountain and was looked at his gorgeous face. I was like, okay, you know what? So he's now my fiance, right? Just because I've said we've got to get married, we're getting married, doesn't mean we're getting married this year, next year. And, And by the way, if I decide to, that's also our prerogative, right? It doesn't mean anything, but it means that he gets to walk around. And I understand this, you know, being with a guy that's 18 years younger than you, he really gets the rough end of the stick. He really, really does. Again, you know, Sergio has had an extremely 
successful career for somebody who's 26. Nobody gives him enough credit. And again, he lived in a city where there are plenty of rich divorcees. And I don't give him any money. I don't know how much I have to tell people this. I do not fund his lifestyle. I will not. I have children. You know, he doesn't fund my lifestyle, but that's okay too. You know, I don't expect that. I have a pretty bloody big lifestyle that I have, you know, children and people to look after them. You can't ask somebody. I don't care if he's 26 or 46. You can't ask a man that comes in after a year to support your kids, you know, in your life that you've already set up. I mean, great if they want to, but I mean, I don't think anyone wants to these days, do they? They have a father. I mean, their father would be furious as well. That's his job. That's my job. You know, my new life, if I have a child now, yes, absolutely, Sergio will take care of it. That's his responsibility. So, you know, all of these things went through my mind and looking at his face, like, why would I beat the happiness and the joy out of his life, his life, which he deserves. And don't we all remember how amazing it was? And if it's not me, some other little girl is going to get to experience the love that Sergio has to give, to give to somebody. And he, I think only can you realize when you're older, how much all of that means. So would I trade Sergio for a billionaire on a yacht? Absolutely not. For so many reasons, so many reasons that I don't even know where to begin. You know, they would have their own lives already with kids. And if they don't at that age, then there's something wrong with them or anyway, they don't want to support your life. You have to completely support their life. Everything revolves around them. You know, Sergio and I are a team. I support him. He supports me. You know, yes, my life is a little bit more ready made so he can afford to support me a little bit more, which is amazing. But, you know, he's building his. So his actually takes real time too. He's willing to live and try things new. He's willing to live in new places. Like we always talk about cities we'd like to move to. He's not stuck in his ways. He's fun loving. You know, he's teaches me so much about food and health and travel and, you know, reconnecting and just like lying in bed. When would you lie in bed with someone and just stare at them for an hour? I mean, it's so much fun. We've forgotten life's little joys. Okay, let's have a little chat about one of my favorite products. And I'm a big user of snow teeth whitening products. And I'd love to give them a big shout out for sponsoring this show today. So thank you, everybody. Super excited about having you. Go to trysnow.com and use my code DND for 15% off your first order. So I just want to tell you a little bit about this um, product, uh, which I use myself. And a lot of you comment on how good my teeth look. And I really do think teeth are the first thing anybody sees. So snow whitens teeth in nine minutes in a day nine minutes so anyone can use this and the initial results will show very clearly after three days they have over 500,000 happy customers right now and it's designed to be pain-free for people with sensitive teeth which is great they spent over a million dollars on creating a teeth whitening kit for people with sensitive teeth and I decided to put it to the test because I used to get these you know pains about an hour afterwards and I don't get that anymore so if you have sensitive teeth like me too, you also need to go to trysnow.com right now and use my code DND for 15% off. Let me tell you why you should try whitening. For me, it takes 10 years off you. It really does. It's so aging, dark teeth, and it increases your self-confidence. Go get that promotion at work. Go get that second date. Look better on the daily Zoom call. 
go try snow.com and use my code DND for 15% of your first order. Let's get back to the show. So, you know, when I decided on that mountain again, still, by the way, all of this rushing through my head at a million miles an hour, like I kept saying, what's the worst thing that happens? You know, even if I go all the way through the marriage, like why do we stop ourselves for practicalities that might not ever happen? What is the practical reason that I can't marry this man? Because he's too young? Because society tells me that, you know, I have to wait three years to mourn the, you know, my marriage. I mourned my marriage in my marriage. Anyone that leaves a long-term marriage has thought about this. My marriage was over. That's why I'm not crying now. And thank God for Sergio, because, you know, yes, I think the loneliness, but I mean, I don't know. I have three children. It's very different. But the loneliness that you would automatically feel maybe in the quietness has never existed for me because dating or whatever, Sergio was just there all the way through. So I never felt that total loss, which, you know, maybe I should have been allowed to. I don't know. But, you know, why? Why do why do we need to go through that pain if if you can possibly not. Why do we feel that the guilt and the pain is, is a necessary feeling that we all need to have? Like it's like bashing ourselves heads. We've already been through the pain. Making the decision is painful enough. Why do we need to suffer another two, three years? It's bizarre to me. We feel that we should suffer more, more than we already have both sides. I think it's so important then when you make up your mind that you've made up your mind, that's it. You can't keep wondering what if. It will drive you crazy. It will ruin the current relationship. You know, I see people go back and forth with their ex and it doesn't really get better. You know, you can maybe push it through for another few years. You can maybe make it work till the children are older. But, you know, I don't think it's better to wait when the children are older. So what? The children get to 20 and the parents are like living in miserable miserable lives and they're both suffered, you know, either they're both having affairs or they're living in a house, but separate lives, or you can just tell, you know, I don't think that's better for the children. I think young, younger, adaptable, you know, in schools these days, so many children are divorced. They get to sort of get it off their chest, talk to their friends, see that it's normal. And then the parents have a real chance of making a new life for themselves. Now, again, is Sergio the right way to go? Who knows? Who knows? It wasn't a decision I made to go and find a young guy. And I've said this a million times. It wasn't my ideal situation. Of course not, because every woman has insecurities. You know, it's another thing. I mean, the thing about that proposing to me up that mountain is Sergio literally saw me. My face was swollen. I had no luxuries, no makeup. There was nothing on the planet that could have made my hair um, straight. And, you know, he still loved me, loved me enough to look at me and like ask for my hand in marriage. That's pretty bloody epic. You know, like people keep asking me, what are you going to do when the aging, when your age really shows? What am I going to do? Worry that he sees a gray hair? Seriously, I've got gray hair now. I mean, you know, he comes to the hairdresser with me. I mean, it's not really anything I can do. You know, I can have a half a facelift later and I'm not thinking about my future. And I think that's what we all get so caught up in. We are ecstatically happy now. So Sergio wants to be a fiance. It makes other people respect him. It makes other people see that he's not just a toy boy for me. 
It's so important that he isn't a toy boy. I'm sick of that label. What? He's not a toy. I haven't picked him up to put him down. I wouldn't bring a toy boy or a, a fuck boy into my house to take care of my kids. And that's not to say women can't have those after a marriage. Absolutely. Go for it, girls. Have one. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. In normal circumstances, I probably would have gone for that and had my fun, traveled the world, done what I wanted to do. I can't reiterate. I was excited to date. I wanted to date. I wanted to see what's out there. I was not looking to get back into a relationship that was, you know, a proper relationship at all, which is probably why I found it. Because I think some people leave and sort of, or they don't leave their marriage. You know, this is super common too. I have so many friends that are miserable in the marriage, but refuse to leave until they meet the right guy. Let me tell you girls, you'll never meet the right guy. Any guy that's attracted to you while you're married is a fuck boy. I don't care what he tells you, whether he's like going to leave his wife or whether, you know, he's a young guy and, you know, he loves you and he'll take all of it. They're fuck boys. It's not going to happen. They don't leave they don't take you seriously. You know, a guy that wants a married woman sees it as like, if you're going to do it to them, they'll do it to you. It's super rare. Maybe, you know, half a percent of relationships and I, you know, will work this way. Remember that. So you need to get out and be happy you before you can have your forever guy. I mean, that's not to say if you're at the end of your relationship and you're doing what you're doing and you're finding your happiness elsewhere, that might be so. But in the end, those relationships don't go on forever. You need to separate. You need to get your your mojo back. You need to get who you are. Because if you started a relationship within your relationship, you're in that high anxiety, high intensity, you know, looking around. Does anyone recognize me? You're not, you're not yourself. You're drinking too much. You're, you're probably like you're living a lie and the lie is eating you. So you're not really the woman you should be on an even keel. So to meet the right person, you need to come out of your marriage. You need to get out of the stress. You need to get out of the anxiety, get out of like, you know, looking around and loads of women I know are looking in their marriage, you know, just to sort of see what they can get, but it doesn't work this way. I don't know how much I can tell you. As I said, Sergio was, I really had a friendship with him and he was the first one that I connected with so deeply as a friend because I wasn't looking at him in that way. If I had started in another way, I think it wouldn't have worked today, but we got to know each other so deeply and got connected before all of that that it's lasted. I wish I could tell you on that mountain that I'd forgot everything. I didn't forget everything. Everything rushed through my mind, but I also, it does it super fast. I suppose it's like if you have a near-death experience, right? Your whole life flashes before your eyes. Well, that's how it felt because I was like, also you're thinking, fuck my kids, you know, should I have discussed this with them before I get engaged? It's not like, you know, with me, I'm a public person. This is going to end up everywhere. My ex-husband, I even thought about him and I was like, oh God, you know, how would I feel if I did this to him, you know? But again, you're in this terrible scenario of trying to keep everyone happy and then not keeping anyone happy. Can't stand up and say, no, no, I'm not going to marry you, but right now, but can you do this again in a couple of weeks when I've had chance to digest it and ask everybody else if it's okay? It doesn't work like that. And so I just had to roll with it. And I was like, yes. And then of course, everyone's got their phone and what can you do? I can't run around and tell everyone, don't post that. Don't tell anyone. And I did. I started telling everyone, don't tell everyone, you know, uh, let's hold this 
for ourselves. I've got to go home. I've got to tell my kids. I've got to tell my ex-husband first. It doesn't work like that. I think the first person to post it was like one of the trekkers on, you know, a friend of mine on up the mountain. Well, we can't t- tell him to take it down. Sergio's super proud too. And you're like in this giant whirl of like, fuck, you know, give me five minutes just to like call everyone. And then of course what I did is I called no one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Okay, so let's take a little pause from the show and discuss this new brand for boys that I've just discovered called Strike Club. It was actually founded by four women with 11 children between them. So they actually know what they're talking about, people. And I found this product in the States last time I was there and started using it for the boys because I needed something that was just simple and effective and really easy to use for the boys because they won't do a complicated skincare routine. And there's so many products out there today for girls and nothing out there for the boys. So Strike Club was born. What a great idea. It's formulated and tested and approved by the co-founder and dermatologist, Sheila McGuinness. Sheila has infused the product line with a unique ingredient that kills the bacteria that cause acne without dryness or irritation. So I've started using this on my boys now, even though they're 10, but they can literally jump in the shower and put it all over their face and head and all over the body, which is just perfect for two boys who want to get in and out as fast as possible, frankly. And it's safe. They formulate it without parabens, sulfates, and they're cruelty-free because safety is simply non-negotiable when it comes to our kids. Strike Club has been verified by the Environmental Working Group. Most boys simply don't want an elaborate grooming routine. That's why they built this product that fits their lifestyle. Fast, multitasking, discreet, and simply unfussy. They can jump in and jump out and use it. And also, it's just, it's not embarrassing skincare. There's no sense, packaging, branding. It's designed simply for the guys, just to make skincare less embarrassing for them. Strike Club is available at Target stores and Target Online and at strikeclub.com. If you go to strikeclub.com right now and enter the code Caroline at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your first purchase. That's strike with a Y, S-T-R-Y-K-E-C-L-U-B.com, code Caroline for 15% off. Enjoy. Let's get back to the show. And then it got harder because I came back. This was the longest trip I'd done away from the kids, by the way. It was almost two weeks by the time I'd gone and I'd never done this kind of thing before. So they're already dying to see me. And I didn't think like the day I land is the perfect day to let them know mummy's engaged, which is like for them saying in a way that mum's not here anymore. I don't know why they feel engagement feels like, you know, they're losing me again. So I was like, okay, so I'll put it off. And then I just didn't call anyone. Then I haven't put anyone and I didn't tell anyone. Then week passed and two weeks passed and I'm wearing a ring, but like not wearing a ring and I'm like hiding it. And I'm like, oh God. And then he's like, why are you hiding it? And it's, it's like this just terrible thing of like his feeling versus their feelings. And then I did the worst. I kind of thought if I put it on social media, it would make validate everything for him because people were beginning to know anyway. Loads of people knew. And he wanted to put the video up and let every all of you know. And I was like, well, my kids don't follow me. I'm an idiot, basically. And I never think things through. And I'm just like, I put my head in the sand and I'm like, I hate reality checks. And like, I'm so used to being talked at and told what to do. I just 
don't do anything the right way anymore. In one way, I was like, well, I don't have to ask permission to get engaged. I really don't. I'm not walking down the aisle right now. I got engaged. I'm happy and I'm just going to do it. And, you know, and I just didn't want everyone's input. I didn't want it to be ruined and people to tell me why I couldn't do this because I can do this and I deserve this, you know, and I keep saying it, but I, I want to reiterate, you know, I have been told what to do my entire fucking life, literally my entire fucking life from school to now. And I think this was taking control of it. And I know that it's probably not the right way again, but I can't go into a room and ask my children's permission or my ex-husband's permission. I got divorced. I don't need to ask his permission. I wanted to tell them in my way. And, you know, I got scared because I knew what would happen if I sat them down. They would all gang up on me and tell me why I can't do this. And I'm doing it. I wasn't asking their permission. I'm doing it. And I worked too hard, like my whole life, like everywhere I go, like today there was an article in the Daily Mail that I'm worth 20 million pounds. I mean, I am not worth, do you think I'd work this bloody hard if I was worth 20 million pounds? I am not. I live like everybody else month to month. Okay, I may earn a little bit more, but like I live month to month. Let's be clear. I don't have a giant savings account. I don't have a huge settlement. I wish I did, but I don't. I have to fucking work every month and I've worked my whole fucking life. That's what I do. Everything I have, I've worked for really, really, really hard. And now I'm working doubly hard because I want to own stuff. I want to own my house. I need to think about my future, which I never did. I'm a spender. So like all of these things, I work so hard to support myself and to live this life that I'm so proud of and give everything to my kids. Why am I still asking permission from my ex-husband and my children to live at 44? So I kind of rightly or wrongly went, you know what? I'm 44. I don't have to ask anyone's permission anymore. I do not have to call my parents and ask if it's okay. I do not have to ask my kids and I do not have to ask Jem. And I think instead of doing it the right way, which was blame, maybe sit them all down and just gone, this is what's happening. I just announced it. So that caused a whole nother shit storm, but luckily it was only a day or so. You know, again, I know that when I eventually decide to walk down the aisle and I will be walking down the aisle, make no mistake, like Sergio is my partner. He's proven himself in so many ways. He looked after me through COVID and I'm going to do a podcast about my COVID experience because I think that so many of you need to hear how I felt. But, you know, he has looked after me through COVID. He homeschooled my kids. He's moved cross country. He's stood up in front of his friends who have laughed at him through my age and everything else. He's made me alive. He's given me all the love I need that I will give Sergio everything he needs. And Sergio, all he needs is a commitment from me. That's all he wants. A commitment from me to say that so he can go around and say he is not a boyfriend. He is not a toy boy. He is my man and he is my man forever. And he's going to be the stepfather to my kids. He's going to have a family like a normal family that can be his and that we are building a life together. That's all he asks for. That's all he wants. And that's, it's, it's not that much to give. And, you know, as for what happens when I'm 80, again, I can't reiterate because I could have met a, met a 55 year old guy who is, you know, a player and left me in five years anyway. Jem could have left me in five years. I can't stop telling you this. Like Jem could have got up and left me in 10 years. 
five years, 10 years, I'd just be as fucked. You know, if Sergio leaves me in five years or 10 years, and I know that, you know, some people would love to see that and some people are rooting for us. What does it matter? I would never have traded in these years with him. We're nearly at, you know, two years now and we've had two amazing years. I have traveled the world with him. We have laughed. We barely, he taught me to laugh again. I, that man makes me laugh all day long. He dedicated his life to me. I suggest that any of you that get the chance to live a life like this, and I don't mean with a young boy, with anyone that you like, with be he young, be he black, be he Chinese, be he, you know, 80, be he in his 20s. Grab it. Fucking grab it. Stop thinking. Why do we think so much? We put all these constraints on ourselves that we cannot be happy. Be happy. Be fucking happy. You've got two minutes to be happy. Literally two minutes. Grab it. We will be incapacitated. We will be old. We will never regret these days. I will never regret climbing the Himalayas with him. I will never regret going to Indonesia with him. I will never regret. Where did we go? We went to South Africa. Let me tell you, he planned the trip based on waterfalls. He got out a map and found waterfalls because my bucket list was to have to have sex in a waterfall. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. Like my old life would have been like, oh, you know, go to a hotel, stay there, have lovely lunches and do all this. His was find like as many waterfalls to secretly have sex with me in. I mean, how fucking fun was that? How ridiculously fun was that? We couldn't stop laughing. We got to the hotel, threw our bags in. We actually went to seven waterfalls. We trekked all day long. We had no plan. We took a little, like tiny little car and we laughed the whole way around the island. I didn't take a supercar. I didn't get like a Range Rover. We got like literally, I don't know what it was called, like a, like a mini thing. And off we went. We got a flat tire, changed it ourselves. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. My old life, I would have been in Range Rover with all the kids, going to every five-star resort, you know, checking it out. We didn't do anything like that. We had a blast, an absolute blast. Let's um, take a little breather and discuss my beauty routine, or therefore lack of. For any of you that know me, you know that I don't really have a beauty routine at all. And in fact, if I've had really good makeup put on me, I tend to sleep in it. I think the most I've ever done, and uh, obviously this is a secret, is about three days in the same makeup. It's revolting. So technically, my face should be a disaster. I never wash my brushes unless something incredible has happened. And I'm just terrible at all of these things. So to have found something like Birchbox, which I'm about to tell you about, is so up my alley, I can't tell you. Every month, Birchbox experts select five deluxe size samples tailored to your unique beauty profile. And then they put together this amazing cheat sheet that will tell you what each product is for and how to use it. And they wrap it up in this beautifully designed box and deliver it to you. Could not be easier. I love the fact that you can test drive products at your own pace and in your own terms. And when you find something you can like, you just go and buy the full size on birchbox.com and earn lovely loyalty points doing it. And if you don't like the rest, you can simply chuck them out. So it's genius. Join the Birchbox community today by heading over to Birch 
bitbox.com/dnd and get 50% off your first box when you use promo code DND. That's promo code DND at birchbox.com/dnd for 50% off your first birch box. birchbox.com/dnd. Let's get back to the show. And life should be about these moments. And I'm not saying be irresponsible, you know, at all. I have loads of responsibility, which I live up to. In fact, too much responsibility. I have my settlement, but it doesn't pay all my bills by any means. Okay? I have to work every month to live in this house, to afford the staff to help me, to run my business. I have so much responsibility that I need the lightness that Sergio offers me. I need the crazy or I will go crazy. Life has to have the balance and this is the balance. What did I think when all of this went through my head and when he asked me, these are all the things I thought. You know, I'm not prepared to lose the the balance, the the fun, the lightness that Sergio offers me, the lightness to an already very stressful life, tax bills, you know, law case in England, I'm still dealing with after eight years, you know, how will I afford everything that I, I want in life? How long can I afford this lifestyle? Will I get my career back in the States? Everything that I worry about all the time, all of these things that keep me up at night Sergio holds my hand and they just disappear. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if I'm in a flat or I'm in this giant house. And once my kids move out, I don't need this giant house. And then I'll be in a flat, a beautiful flat with Sergio. By the way, people, let me tell you something. I never wake up at night. I wake up with worries about bills, where my life is going, what I'm going to do. I never worry about where Sergio is going ever. Isn't that weird? All the things that you think I worry about, I don't worry about. I never check Sergio's phone. I never worry about where he is. I mean, he's always by my side anyway. I really am not concerned. And I'm not concerned about if that day comes, because right now I don't think it's anywhere close. But if the day comes, I know that Sergio will be here for me regardless. I know that Jem will be here for me regardless. No matter what up and down that Jem and I have, He is still in my life and still my family. Even if he hates me today, he'll still care for me tomorrow. And I've chosen men in my life that I don't doubt. I do not doubt. And I don't go to Jem for my problems. I don't ask him for more money than he wanted to give me. I never put that on him because he has to have a life. But if I was desperate and something awful happened to me, he would be my first phone call other than if Sergio wasn't around, but Sergio would be around. Sergio and him are my core. And that is a very secure and nice way place to be. Jem wouldn't hang up and Sergio will always be here. So I have chosen men in my life that make me feel that secure, regardless of anything else. So Sergio really does deserve everything. And if marriage is what he wants, marriage is what he will get. And he's made me want marriage again. So, you know, this isn't that I didn't want marriage. It just wasn't on my priority list. He's made me think, okay, I'm going to have a different type of marriage. I'm going to have a partnership. We're actually going to grow and do this together. And I have hindsight so I can teach him the pitfalls. I can teach him everything. He's so happy. He wants to go down that aisle. 
I had a huge wedding that wasn't about me. This wedding is going to be completely about us. This wedding, I want to be on a beach. I want no shoes. I want 20 friends, not 100, 700 friends. 20. I want 100 people, maybe max, you know, with both our families. I want it to be so light and so not a production. I want it to be just about how Sergio and I are, which is carefree and loving and all the fun stuff. I can't wait for all of these things. I can't wait to start my life with Sergio now. I can't wait to see what my future looks like. And I want to implore you guys that these are the way you need to think. Think in the moment. Don't think about what if. Think about this could be amazing. Think about all the happy things that could happen, not all the bad things. Refocus your brain to go, what is the worst? Nothing. There's nothing bad. If we both have prenups, nothing bad can happen. That's why I did the prenup. Not because I don't trust him. I absolutely trust Sergio. Both ways, he deserves to keep every piece penny he made while he was playing soccer. And I deserve to have every penny I made in my, my life, which isn't that much. <laughs> anymore. You know, I, I haven't been very good with money. I wish I had. So, you know, I, I need to keep it for my kids, not, not for him. And everything we build together will split. Great. Amazing. You know, I hope we become a super successful brand. And I think we will. I think people are really seeing that Sergio does love me for all the right reasons and that he's not here for any, you know, any wrong reason at all. And I wish you all this happiness. And I hope that you all find your Sergio. And I hope this makes you understand a little bit better what I was thinking, why I'm going with it. I'm not an unrealistic person. I'm a pragmatic, very realistic person. And that you too can find your Sergio if you just let it be. Let life happen. Stop thinking about why it can't be what you need to do, what you have to do for everybody else. Think about what you need to do for yourself to be happy. And my take to my go away from this is go away and be happy. Have fun. Live your life and go find your Sergio and whatever Sergio looks like to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 